In episode two, we have a new podcaster host. His name is Justin. He is good about football and sports and other stuff. We originally had an we originally had an episode one season two, but it didn't come out very well. So this is our introduction to Justin. I hope you guys like it. Thank you. And we're live. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pumpkin 101 podcast. I don't know what episode this is because I lost track. <laughs> what is it, Brandon? This would be episode two, season two. Dang. Nice. And we have Justin back with us. How you doing, Justin? Good. How you doing, Walt? Good, good. Hanging tight. Good. And we've got a special guest with us here for a special Star Wars episode. Would you like to state your name, please? Joshua. So I'm glad to have you here, Josh. So, um, Justin, are you really familiar with uh, Star Wars culture and history and all that, or not really? Uh, for the most part, yeah. Okay, Brian, I know you're you're pretty. So let's start back at uh, what was the very first Star Wars movie all of you watched? My first one would be The Empire Strikes Back. I was living in Germany. I was sick. And so my parents put me on the couch, gave me some soup to eat, and then from there, they popped in the movie. And they're like, here, you know, uh, why don't you try watching this movie? And that was the first movie, that's the first science fiction movie I truly liked that I got into. Wow, what a great way to start. I know, right? What was that? The first, the first movie that I had uh, seen that got me acquainted and, quite frankly, started me down... The dark path that is Star Wars is the Phantom Menace, actually. The first one? Really? Because I was I was about five or six when it was released in theaters. Misa don't like Jar Jar Binks. Misa think he sucks. I loved Jar Jar Binks. I thought he was the shit when I was a kid. (laughs) I heard like the thing about Jar Jar, like he was supposed to. The original plan was for him to be evil. To be on the dark side? I don't know if you heard about this rumor or not. I've heard the rumors. I mean, he was supposed to play a bigger part as to whether or not that's what it was supposed to be. I don't know. But I remember very clearly my mother taking me and my little brother to go see the Phantom Menace in theaters and just being completely fucking blown away. And then going home and watching all of the original movies and then wanting more of whatever there was. Which is funny. Because, um, which is funny because right. funny because the Phantom Menace came out in what, two thousand one, two thousand two. No, I thought it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it might have been. Right, nineteen ninety. Yep. Yep. Because so there was the ahead. Phantom Menace, there was the Clone Wars, and what was the last one? The Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, what was the first one you ever seen? Uh. The first one I saw, because you know they did it like backwards, uh, <laughs> was four. New Hope. Oh, I can't remember which one the name of that one was, but I saw. So it was like uh, New Hope. Yep, New yep, Hope. That one, because uh, my stepdad is a uh, is a huge Star Wars fan, so he's the one that got me into it, and he already had like all of those movies. So you know we watched four, five, and six, and then uh, one, two, and three. You know, one, two, and then we went and uh, saw three in the theater. Now, there's a good question. For someone who's not acquainted with Star Wars at all, what would you recommend? Would you recommend them starting from, like, Phantom Menace and going chronologically? 
or going back to forward and doing it kind of like ass backwards? That is a good question. See, me though, I would probably get them to maybe, uh, if they had Disney Plus, I would get them started to watch something called uh, The Mandalorian. It's more like a spaghetti western type of, of Star Wars. It's really good. It's very well written. And that might actually um, uh, get them hooked on, you know. If they are really into animation style, then from there, you know, they would know as a bounty hunter is called a cowboy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, is this, this is before, I, okay, I haven't seen Mandalorian. I know, Josh has been getting on my case about watching it. <laughs> Just so, um interject real quick if you don't mind well no I I, I I had just recently introduced Jess you know Jess my uh, girlfriend to Star Wars and I had her watch it in the chronological order but personally I think the best way to view the franchise is to watch it four through six and then one through three because right. otherwise with the big like the climactic iconic moment that you have in Empire that like solidified is probably one of my all-time favorite movies in history right because is, ru- is ruined if you watch never the thought about that. that that is true so, luke but, i am your baby's and, daddy's whatever and i was also thinking too because of the um the graphics the special effects are a lot better obviously than the one in 99 than the one in 77 so right. we think people would probably enjoy special effects more but um yeah i never thought about that that's a good point it's definitely a little jarring going from like return of the jedi to a phantom menace when you like see the technological difference and the uh how it was produced right it's a little weird now is the mandalorian based before phantom menace or am i wrong I actually the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian I think is based after the last Jedi. No, it's actually it's post Return of the Jedi, like five years after the explosion of the second Death Star and before uh The Force Awakens. Are you sure? I, I, that's, that's what I was led to believe, anyway. I was actually led to believe that it is after The Last Jedi because um, uh, due to the fact that I never heard of Moff Sidious. You know what I'm saying? Moff Gideon? Yes. Well, the, my thing is, you're still seeing the remnants of the previous Empire as opposed to seeing the beginning of the First Order. So I would be, I would think it would happen before... The rise of all that. Okay, because I am also am going by where um I forgot his name, the old timer who was writing that weird animal who kept on saying I have spoken, uh, where he found the G one droid and he did it under the federal whatever laws. You remember that? When he found the IG unit and he reprogrammed it? Yes. Under the old Republic laws? Yes. So that's that's what I was led to believe, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, they, they, they have established by this point the New Republic has been established, and it's the first time that we've actually seen the New Republic uh, prior to the very little glimpses we got of it in The Force Awakens. And right. by that point, you're seeing it get destroyed. 
Right, and I wish I would have saw more of Tatooine than than you know than just, just all desert. You know what I'm saying? It sounded like you called it Tatooine. That's what it's called, isn't uh, it? I thought it was Tatooine. I, I might be. Uh, I guess, yeah, just Tatooine. Are you sure he's not thinking of Houtini? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Put them both together. So, right. Okay. Now. There's a scene in the original episode four where they had Han shot Greedo first. Do you think it should be like that, or do you think they should have Greedo who's be the one that shot first? One thing, have any of you actually watched it since it was released to uh, Disney Plus? No. Like, what, episode four? No. Uh, okay, so they added a really fucking goofy scene that I found hysterical. Because uh, 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 they... To say that I think it's a little ridiculous, just the added after effect of Greedo shooting, but they added another scene where before that happens, Greedo's face appears on the screen. It's so jarring, it's so fast, and he goes McClunky, <laughs> and then the scene happens. It's really funny, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it, it cracks me up every time I see it. He's like, it's like McClunky, and then the, it goes back to the scene you were describing, Walt. But like I said, I think I think the after effect of having like the really shitty edited Han head over and then having Han shoot Greedo, I think I thought it was a little dumb, but it doesn't bother me that much. Well, I think they made it out because they want Han to be the hero, but Han's not really a hero, you know. At first, he was like, eh, he didn't want to do it; he just wanted his money. He's a vigilante, is what he pretty much. Well, not a vigilante, you know. He's a pirate, is what. Is what Han Solo is, you know. If anybody, um, if anyone has ever played D and D in their whole entire life, they would actually about recognize each each part of the character. Like for instance, um, a Han Solo is a pirate, okay? Right. Luke Skywalker is a paladin. If you think about it, am I wrong? No, that's right. Darth Vader would be a Death Knight. Am I wrong with that? I would, ma- I would match those up together. Okay. Princess Leia would be like the Queen of Elves, if you really think about it. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. if, and then from there, you know, and then from there, you know, uh, you got um, uh, uh, Senator Papadine. Um, um, God. I would put... God, I would put... I would probably... Put him because you know uh, he was almost a god. Am I wrong? In layman's right. term, so you would put him as the only evil god I could think of in D and D would be Tatikus, uh, uh, uh the Queen of Dragons. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because now, do you think? Sorry, Brian, to interrupt. Do you think like some of the animated series, like on Disney Plus, fit in? I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but they fit in fine with the regular movies or not really? Well, most of the anime series that that I have watched is very well written. Um, like, for instance, the one Star Wars of the Rebellion was actually based before Princess Leia ever met Luke Skywalker. Um, okay, and then from there... Uh, then from there, Star Wars The Clone Wars is right before, um, hang on, wait, 
Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. I had to think about this. It's Star Wars and the Clone Wars. Um, it's basically took after when uh, when um, Anakin turned into Vader. Wait, after Anakin? Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to go forward a little bit because after the Clone Wars, you know, Anakin turned evil, as we all know, right? Right. In the animated series, though, you know, there's another version of Star Wars, the Clone Wars... I forgot what's the name of the series. Um, it takes bit. It, it takes. It takes after Anakin got his body destroyed and different there, you know, and he becomes Vader. Yeah. And he ends up killing Snips, which most of you know who she is. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Who's you're, you're, you're talking about uh, Star Wars Rebels? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've I've actually watched the entirety of both um, the Clone Wars and Rebels. Ahsoka actually ends up surviving that encounter because she appears at the end really? of the series. Yeah, she actually like she disappears after that. There's this whole crazy like they did like some weird force stuff that was actually pretty cool, and she ended up coming back and teaming up with another character, which I've heard they're branching off and doing a series of their own on with. Which should be interesting. But those series, actually, they, they tie into the movies really well. There's a lot of stuff you see, and especially like if you watch them and you go back and watch some of the um, Disney anthology stuff, you see a lot of fun little Easter eggs from those series thrown in there for the fans. A lot of good fan service stuff. It's, I, I highly recommend it. You know, I know I can't get Walt, Walt to watch The Mandalorian yet, so we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> hey, well, okay. I In my defense, I got kids, you know, and... Uh, when my son wants to watch Scooby Doo, <laughs> I can't talk. You know. Okay. Right? So here's you know no, no. Well, you take a stand. You say no. You say we're watching Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I can see Lori coming down, and be like, "What'd you say?" Now, here's a question. Okay, out of the nine movies they did, what is your personal favorite out of the nine, and what is your least favorite out of the nine? Oh God! Think of that? I know a tough one. I know. My personal favorite is the first one I ever watched, which would be The Empire Strikes Back. My opening scene of that movie is where you see Luke Skywalker hanging upside down, trying to figure out what the holy hell happened. Um, the least, the least movie, the, the, the one movie that I hate, it's a toss-up between The Clone Wars... And the Return of the Sith. Actually, it's not the movie itself. It's the guy who played Anakin because he was such a whine ass. <laughs> Am I wrong? Oh, he did. Was it oh, he did. Was it just Revenge bitch. of the Sith though? Not Return of the Sith. It was Revenge of the Sith. Right. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Return Whatever. Of the Jedi. He was still such a whine ass. It's like, dude, grow a set of balls. Quit your bitching. Right. Otherwise, on the other, on, on, the, uh, on the other hand of that, however, I feel as if he portrayed a, an emotionally conflicted soul of a child who was born into and raised into slavery as a mentally unhinged adult fairly well. Yes, the prequels are well known for their kind of dialogue that makes you laugh and because cry. Of how goofy it is. But I, th I thought Hayden did. I mean. Not the best job, but he had some, like, the very end, the climax of Revenge of the Sith. 
all the all the stuff between him and um, Ian McGregor as Obi Wan. Right. Top notch, dude. Like Revenge of the Sith and Empire, hands down, my two favorite movies. But I'm definitely in the same boat where I feel like Attack of the Clones is probably one of the weakest. But I probably like it all better than the sequel trilogy, if I'm being honest. Now, yeah. there was a scene that um, would just Hayden's the one that played um, Anakin, right? Yes. There was a scene, and it was where he first, like, where he slaughtered the whole bunch of kids. They didn't show that part. They didn't show the kids, but you just see, like, his face and how he kind of changed. I wish they would have elaborated more on that, like, had him... Oh, he killed the Padawans. That's right. Yeah, but it kind of it kind of felt rushed. Like, he went to the dark side, but it kind of felt, like, rushed. Like, it didn't... I would have wanted it to see more time to see him, like, slowly... You know, turn to the dark side. No, yeah. that's actually that's that's a very good point. Um, that's something that a lot of the fan base agrees on that I see. But as we were talking about earlier, like we mentioned the Clone Wars, like I know you shouldn't have to go to outsource material to see that kind of stuff. Like you should be able to watch a movie and like have it be like, okay, I watched this movie, I understand what's going on. But the Clone Wars does a really good job of like showing that slow progression to like and explaining it all. Side. So. Um, Justin, I have, so what's what's your favorite out of all the Star Wars that you've seen? Um, probably A New Hope. Be, okay. I mean, this like the four or five between four, five, and six are all pretty, pretty much up there. Like the way like they got all released would probably be in order of how I would rank them from you know one through nine, but that's just for me. Is you know I watched the first three, you know first obviously, but I got to see the next like the second three, like one, two, and three in theaters. So now I'm so old. I saw a new Hope in theaters. <laughs> I, that was that was honestly that was the first movie I ever saw. My uncle took me. I was five or six, but yeah, I remember that he took me to see the first. 1977 Star Wars. So, yeah. okay, so here is my thought and question, okay? If Anakin Skywalker built C-3PO, why didn't Anakin recognize C-3PO in the and and New Hope, re uh, The Empire Strikes Back, and The Return of the Jedi? Well, he probably had more more pressing matters on his mind than worrying about a droid. I think there's only one instance where you actually see the two characters together on screen, and I believe that's an Empire, like when they're in the uh, carbon freezing chamber. It's the only time you actually get to see them in a vicinity close together. Right. But, you know, at the same time, the, the, uh, the original movies were made in, like, the 1970s, 1980s. George Lucas probably, did, he, he said himself he had no plans after A New Hope even. Like, he didn't plan to make the whole trilogy. So it's probably just something that he. Oh, by the way, uh, Darth Vader made C three PO. It's like, oh, all right, <laughs> cool. Right. Because, so they kind of edited it a bit along. Right, because basically George Lucas took a gamble on Star Wars because a lot of movie, uh, big movie wigs didn't think that many people were ready for a science fiction space adventure. Boy, were they wrong? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That movie right. made that movie made millions. I was going to say, and uh, speaking of that, I was watching uh, Pawn Stars on the History Channel, and uh, of course, you know, he knows a guy that, like, 
Who knows the guy? Like a bunch of the uh, Rick from Star Wars or from uh, Pawn Stars. He had like a connection of the guy who worked at the theater or like the studios where they got all of the Star Wars movies. Right. He had some like older the artifacts or whatever that he brought up, and one of them was uh, like the gun that uh, Han Solo used in the first trilogy. And then what like he said it was worth like at least like uh like one million dollars. Wow. Just for the I gun. Believe it, though. Yeah. I believe it because there's a lot of fans out there. See, well, I, 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 see. Wait, hold on, Brian, hold on one sec. Before I forget this train of thought, one other thing I saw on Pawn Stars, you, did you guys see that that Boba Fett that was um what was it, a prototype? Yeah. Because the rockets launched out of his back and they they stopped it because it would um kids would choke would choke on it because they were worried about right. it being a choking hazard so can you imagine if he had that you could retire right exactly now sorry brian now you most of you guys already know though uh harrison ford accidentally got the part as han solo he was originally working as a carpenter um in between uh movie jobs which he had no idea what the fuck he was doing half the time and uh, apparently, he did a movie or two with George Lucas. So, um, George Lucas asked Harrison Ford just to sit in and, you know, and, you know, and, and to do this role as Han Solo. Now, here's what happened, though. Harrison Ford was getting crankier and crankier and crankier. And until he got to the point where he was bitching, and that's where he got his part. Really? Dead serious. Because oh. he was getting grumpy, and that's funny. He was Harrison's just... actively, up until like recent years, has has like actively not wanted to do or deal with anything regarding Star Wars. Hence like, the he, reason why he, they he shunned his, it. Hence the reason why that he asked them to go off his character. Well, okay. In his defense, do you blame him? I mean, can you imagine that? Like everyone bought him the crap out of him asking him Han Solo questions. Right. I and know he's he done, in, like, a lot of other, like, great movies. Yeah, he's done Blade Runner, Indiana Jones. I mean, but, right. yeah, everyone, everyone just goes to him, probably just bugs the crap out of him with Star Wars. Just like right. um, William Shatner with Star Trek, you know, he's stuck with Captain Kirk no matter what. Yeah. So. And okay, T.J. Hooker. Go ahead. Go and, ahead. And T.J. Hooker. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> now. Now, in episode four, when they did the um, new newer versions, they added that scene with Jabba the Hutt. Do you think they should have kept that in, or do you think his first official appearance should have been in Return of the Jedi? First official appearance should have been in for Return of the Jedi. Absolutely agree. That fucking scene is atrocious. It is awful to look at. As much as I love the movies, I can never just, like, that, that scene is bad. <laughs> it's not a good scene. Right. I didn't yeah, even know who um, uh, Jabba the Hutt was until I saw this, and then from there, I didn't even know what the word gangster meant, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, because Jabba was originally portrayed as a human, but then, really? right? I didn't know this. It was like this big slug thing. You didn't I, know that, Brian? No, I did not know that. Am I right, Josh? Like, originally, initially, Jabba the Hutt was supposed to be um, human, because they filmed it, episode four, he was a human. 
I think there was some concept art of him before that was not depicted as the way he is now. I don't know if it was human. I honestly can't remember. Now, but yeah. Now here's something funny though. You guys all know a famous director known as Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. As you guys know though, Mel Brooks did a spoof off of Star Wars. Oh, I know you want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spaceballs? Spaceballs, right? George Lucas yeah. loved the movie so much that the only thing that he asked Mel Brooks not to do is make any type of merchandise for his movie. As you all know, in the movie, though, Mel Brooks made merchandise for the movie to be played in the movie. Right. As a running gag. Brian, you had me scared there for a minute, because once you mentioned Mel Brooks in the movie, I thought you were going to talk about Blazing Saddles, and I'm like, Brian, we're trying to get sponsors. You don't want to alienate anyone. (laughs) No, 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 no. I love Mel Brooks. He's hilarious. Oh, I do, too. I'm only joking, obviously. You know? So, um... My favorite Mel Brooks character that he made up was uh, Pizza the Hut. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Have any of you seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? Actually, I, I had to um, revoke my earlier answer now that you reminded me. My favorite movie is probably not Empire. It's probably the Holiday Special. Is that the best, really? it's the best Star Wars movie ever made, dude, honestly. Like, oh. I really enjoy that scene they have there. I have where, to think about I think it's Chewbacca's uncle. Is like looking at some really weird content that was like smuggled to him or something. It was crazy. Cause I've always heard that's like the worst Star Wars thing they've ever done. Like it, you'll never. Release it, it is. I'm, I'm just I'm just joking around. It's, oh, it's okay. probably it's. I mean, it does have this one cool thing. It's actually I think it's Boba Fett's first official appearance in yeah, Star Wars. Just but outside of that, it's year, like it was like a year before. Wait. Yeah, it was a year before Empire Strikes Back, right? Came out I think so. So, but yeah, I keep... They have it on YouTube, which is cool. I it's have... a really weird, obscure, like, thing in Star Wars that George Lucas, like, I, I don't know if it's true, but allegedly, like, after its release, George was like, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And he tried to, like, he tried to hunt down any remaining, like, physical copies of the movie and, like, have them destroyed. Because well, <laughs> he hated that much. I, I well, heard that too. Okay, I heard bits and pieces of this film that you guys are talking about, and I saw that, you know, like it was Chewbacca going home to his family, and Han was there, and, you know, and Han Solo amazingly speaks Wookiee very well. Now, were any of the main. Was Han in it? I don't. I don't know. Were any of the main characters in it? The whole cast was in it. Uh, you, you, but like oh, it, in know. weird ways, and like Han like was with Chewie for the initial part. There were some sp- parts where Mark Hamill was in it, but it was like through a, a like a view screen or something. I think and Carrie Fisher was like the same way. There was a lot of it that was animated, wow. like like it was mostly animated. And it was mostly mostly focused around uh, Chewbacca's family. Here's a fun uh, tidbit of lore for you, real quick. Um, the the holiday they're celebrating in that movie is Life Day. Which they've actually come back and made canon again in the Mandalorian. They reference it in the very first episode. They nice probably did shot. that because I like that. That's that's they probably did that because they didn't want to alienate any religious organizations. I'm guessing, or they just wanted to keep it. 
I don't know, fictional or something? I, I thought it was a nice little shout-out to the holiday special. I mean, it is it is like a joke of a movie. You're never going to go watch that movie and be like, I'm watching this seriously. Okay, like, so... You're going to watch it and laugh at it. All right, speaking of The Mandalorian, okay, since you and I have seen it, Josh, I do have a question. What is the race of of the child of Baby Yoda? Because that's what I know him as, as Baby Yoda. In, in the current... Um, as far as I know, they've never come out and said anything. Literally, um, on if you go to Wikipedia, which is like the the page for all things Star Wars knowledge. Wikipedia. Okay. Yoda, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's game on. I, I'm gonna have to look that up right his, now. His his species says Yoda. Like if you look up just Yoda, like his species says Yoda, and his homeworld says unknown. Like they, I don't think they've come out with an official name for the. Uh, Species. Wikipedia. This is hilarious. I'm on it now. Brian, your discussion <laughs> just went off right there when you said Wikipedia. He's like, yeah! I'm like, yes! Wikipedia! <laughs> Whoa! No, because, you know, because basically nobody knows where Yoda came from. Nobody knows what his species and race is. And, no. did, you know. Did they right. specify how old he is in Mandalorian? Because I know he died at what, like around 900? Uh, he's yeah, 50 he's years like old. 980 something. Well, no. The child, the, the child is 50. The child is 50 years old, and, and you know, and the child is only a child. Right. For baby. All right, I feel good then. You know, baby Yoda's as old as me. <laughs> Pretty much, no, yes. So, what are your thoughts on Return of the Jedi? I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I like the part where, um, let's see, my favorite part of the movie is where, uh, um, is where Jabba the Hutt gets choked out by Princess Leia. <laughs> oh, with the chain? Yeah. Yes. That was, all right. That was pretty cool. What's that monster that was um, in the sand dune? I, I can't think of the name of it. That thing the that- Sarlacc? What is it, Josh? The Sarlacc pit? Yeah, I love that. I thought that the was, one that they was ed- the one they edited a beak into because you know it looks too much like a particular lady's body part. <laughs> I, yeah, used I did one. not know that. No kidding. Yeah, they 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 added a beak in, in After Effects because of the resemblance. It's actually really funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like how that. you doing? Now, what do you think about the Ewoks? Do you think they were just added in for um, to be more kid friendly, or allegedly they were supposed to be Wookies, but they didn't have the budget to like make an army of Wookies. So instead, George got up all these little Midges. people and had them dress up as teddy bears and <laughs> had had a great time, like maybe oh, Wookies. Okay. Yeah, didn't yeah. yeah didn't Star Wars spin off their own cartoon show and Wookiee yeah. show? Not Wookiee show, but you know, no, no, no. and Ewoks. Ewoks. Ewoks, yes, back in the eighties. But that was yeah, it was Ewoks and Droids, I believe, were the two shows like that yeah. were released back then. Yeah. I love um, Ewoks. So I, I don't know, because I was thinking like maybe they used Ewoks as a way to like merchandise more of their characters. That's why that's what right. I'm I, I can't verify it, but like I said, allegedly it was something that he, he wanted to do because Chewbacca was introduced as a main character, so I guess he wanted to utilize that as a way to help the rebellion win. 
but I think it was a budget issue. Like, I think the original battle was supposed to take place over Kashi, the Wookiee homeworld. But I, I think he instead they went with Ewoks, which a lot of people are kind of like, whatever, they don't like it. They're like, how did an Empire lose to Ewoks? But me, I mean, Star Wars has always been goofy. Like, you right. try to take it seriously, but it's Star Wars. It's a world about fantasy wizards yeah. fighting okay. evil empires. It's, it's it's fun, dude. It's all good I fun. I kind of like it. Okay, so, underdog. So, basically, so, basically, you're telling me that people are trying to can't figure out how the Empire lost to Ewoks. Well, it's kind of basically how... It's kind of basically how Britain actually lost to the Americans. We know the way of the land. We know the area. We right. know where to hide. Nick, dumbass. What's that? Good thinking. I, I like that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's because it's just there. like with the like the Vietnam War, exactly. same thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. So, so, like you know, same thing with sports. You know, it's always home team advantage. You know. Exactly. It's funny that Justin says the Vietnam War, actually, because I know a lot of themes touched upon that movie were around the time of the Vietnam War, and I think it was. Uh, some of it translated over to George's work in the movies. As in, okay, as in what? As right. in, uh, just, 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 just some of the running themes like through, that you see throughout the films. Like, I think, like if you were to look back at it now, there was some stuff that it just... You know. That kind of makes sense because Vietnam War ended in 75 and Star Wars was released in 77. So that's really, really close. So I'm sure a lot of it definitely was heavily influenced. Well, I now, go ahead. I am thinking that Star Wars was influenced between, here's my opinion, of current events. Also, I'm also thinking it was influenced of all the people playing um, uh, D&D. You know what I mean? Because D and D around before yeah. has been around since the fifties, dude. Okay, I didn't know. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Think of this. Okay, as I said before, you know, if you actually really watch all, I don't know how many effing movies they they made because I lost count after episode six, seven, whatever. Um, but if you really actually watch all the movies. Each character literally has their class, title, species, and subspecies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, right. so let's say, let's take, for conversational sake, um, let's pick up a very obscene character. Let's say we'll go with Jaja Banks, right? Okay. His species is a what? Uh, what is he again? A, 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 a jargon? No, what is he again? I forgot. What is uh, okay? A Gundam, right? That is his species, right? His subspecies is that, technically speaking, he is a creature that can actually breathe underwater. And do, do you see where I'm getting at? And his class, yeah. you know, you know, and his class, though, you know, with with him, though, you know, he wasn't a warrior or anything. You know, he was just, you know, you know, he was just. He was a fool, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. It makes sense. Um, and you want to hear another cool little trivia? I don't know. Josh, you might know if this is true or not. I heard the character of Darth Vader was um, slightly based on Dr. Doom. Really? I, I have honestly never heard of that one. 
I've, I've heard that rumor, and when I think about it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense because they both had capes, they both were in like um like an armor in a way. So I gotta look that up and see if that's true or not. But has has anyone here like read Dune? I, I know Dune is kind of relevant now because they're coming out with the movie. But has anyone read the book Dune? I c- did not read Dune. A friend of mine trying to show me the movie Dune. I couldn't even get past the first ten minutes of the movie because it's so dreadfully awful. It's it's actually uh the, as far as I'm aware the book very much heavily influenced a lot of the decisions that were made in the original trilogy. Really, I I know there's some stuff based off of that. Dune's it's a very like political book. I mean, and it's then there's a the that he he based Tatooine off of in there and everything else. I don't know the full story, but I know that's uh, something that influenced George a lot. He really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I've never heard any speculation about the doctor, though. I'm, I don't know. Does anyone in here speak German? Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, George Lucas already gave away. George Lucas already gave away who Vader really was when he put in the words Darth Vader. You know what that means in German? Mm-mm. Father. What does it mean? It means father. I speak German. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, that makes, so, in other words, he's trying to imply that that was Luke's father all along where it was kind of like inside. Right, and no one really knew that. Unless... Now, uh, un- but- um, well, the only people who would know that if you spoke German or if you were German and you knew actually know what the what the word meant. Now I got re- This is going to be a tough question for you guys. What character in the Star Wars franchise do you think was underused, and which character do you think was overused, like used way too much? And what do you think? <clears throat> tough question. I know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, I would I would have loved to see. See, I would have loved to see what what the bounty hunter Bubble Fett could have done. Because there really because there really wasn't much of him in all six movies. If you really think about it, I was thinking like some of the like um lower tier characters like Biggs or people like that, some of the um, fighters who um, fought with Luke to incorporate them a little uh, bit more. Are you talking about like in the context of the movies, like not uh, outside source yeah, yeah, material? I'm, about, I'm sorry, I'm talking... Um, yeah, in the context of the movies, so that makes okay. it a little more... So, more for, for me personally, I'm a, I know the prequels are shunned by a lot of people, but I personally love them. I grew up with them. They're some of my favorite pieces of Star Wars media, personally. And I really, really would have liked to see more from Padme. I mean, she she was she was badass in the second movie. She was pretty all right in the first movie. She led it like a revolution of, on her planet. That was pretty cool. And then in the third movie, they kind of threw her character to the side. I would have liked to see a little more out of her. There's actually some deleted scenes that they that would have linked her to being like a part of the founding of the rebellion, but it, like they got caught for other stuff. I would love to see more from her. And as far as characters, I think that are overused. Um, I, I, that, that's a much harder one because I feel like everyone was used pretty think, adequately for what they were, served their purpose for. 
The first thing that popped in my head was C-3PO. I think he was used a lot. But he was annoying. Well, I wouldn't say he was <laughs> annoying, but, well, yeah, he kind of was, because he just kind of, like... And it was, he, was the, he was the original Jar Jar. Do you guys well, want to hear some? Uh, do you guys want to hear some really funny though? The original actor who played him, um, everybody tend to forget. You know, there was a human inside the robot suit, and they would go home and they would leave him, and they would accidentally leave this guy in the suit. Well, I never heard <laughs> that one. That's funny though. No, I never heard that either. And then from there, the guy who played Ah. Uh, and the guy who played R2-D2, he was a dwarf. They found a little dwarf to play R2-D2. They gave I him some little patrols, one. and he just went around and had a good time. Yeah, Kenny Baker, rest in peace. He was a cool dude. He, was, he played R2? Yep. Okay. Now, Anthony, Anthony Daniels, actually, fun fact, I think he's one of the only actors from the original trilogy that to have featured... In all of the nine films in the main offset of movies right now. Now, how cool is that? I think that's awesome. Right. But I want to give a shout out right here to um, James Earl Jones because he nailed it with the voice of Darth Vader. Oh yeah, I thought it was great. Well, it's it incredible. Well, it's kind of funny that you said that because originally it was supposed to be another actor who was supposed to do the voice of James Earl, uh, not voice of James Earl Jones, who was supposed to do the voice of Vader and. They're like, nope, uh, we're going to go with this guy. And they never told that original actor what was going on. He found out, he, unfortunately, you know, he found out uh, the hard way. They just didn't <laughs> cast him? They cut his voice on and put in James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, man. What, we're talking about uh, David Prowse? Yes. The guy in the suit? Uh, yes. Yeah, he ended up. There, there was a lot of the. There was a big scandal between him and Lucasfilms, and he didn't end up getting paid when he was owed or something. It's all sorts of crazy stories around that guy. Now, did they get. I don't know if you know this, Josh, but did they get paid really well for the original film? I don't, I, I don't know. I really haven't ever looked behind the contracts. I mean, I'm assuming if they're getting royalties, they're doing very well now. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah, now they are. But I'm just thinking because back in 77, it was kind of like a gamble. Like a it, it, was, it was absolutely a big gamble. George Lucas actually, upon, he, he thought it was such a disaster. He was like, this is going to do so poorly. He ended up taking like a two-week trip out. Like He went on vacation somewhere. And when, when by the time and by, he like cut himself off from the world, by the time he came back, Star Wars had become a like worldwide like like phenomenon. Like people were like losing their fucking minds over these movies, this movie. And he was like, oh, because like I said, he was fully prepared to just do a new hope and leave it at that. There was no plan for the next two movies. Well, he well to be, to be honest with you though, he wasn't going to take a gamble until his good buddy uh, Spielberg was like, you know what, fuck it, go ahead and do it, go big or go home. <laughs> Yeah, because the big movie he did before Star Wars was American Graffiti, and and people loved that. That was like people were like that was really re well received. That so they ended up giving him a shot on uh, doing his own thing with Star Wars, which you know ended up working out really well for him. In the long run. Right. Two movies couldn't be more opposites than those two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. Tell American Graffiti. Oh yeah, we'll watch this clip on Wookie. What the hell? Well, I do have to admit one thing though. George Lucas did make one craptastic movie. That is that. 
for some reason has a huge cult of cult of following. You know what that one is? Mm-hmm. Well, let's say let's say it start, it starts with Ducktales. First name yeah, is he, produced the, he, he produced the DuckTales movie, but I thought that was in the 1980s. I thought it was 87. Howard the Duck, I was talking about. George Lucas well, made that movie. Yeah. It was a craptastic movie. But if it's a cult classic, I mean, obviously it couldn't have done that bad because... I, I, I have a question for you guys, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um... Personally, I feel like the new movies are lacking something. I, I, like I said, I know a lot of people shun the prequels, but they were George's Star Wars. The Clone Wars was the last big piece of something that George left with us from Star Wars. So what do you guys, if you've seen all three of the sequels, like how do you guys feel about them? Because personally, I feel like they're lacking something. I fell now, asleep. Bye. Sorry. No, I fell asleep. Um through them so I was like eh no <laughs> I tried to watch the spinoffs and I just fell asleep I think I was more interested in the sarcastic robots than I was basically anything else now I've only seen the first one out of the new ones and I think it was I shouldn't be saying this but it's true I think it was kind of lazy writing because it basically was almost had the same storyline as um, a new hope in a way like, you see a lot of resemblances to the, um... With Ray being out series. in the middle of nowhere, so, right? I don't know yeah. if Disney just... But, but I keep hearing, like, man, the Warriors knocked it out of the park. And I've heard, like, a lot of people complain that the Disney movies weren't that good. But the Mandalorian's more than made up for it. The Mandalorian is very good. I, I really good. enjoyed the anthology films. Rogue One and Solo, I thought, were pretty well done. Uh, Mandalorian, like he said, it's knocking out of the park. They're doing very well with that. It's just a fun little side adventure in the galaxy. Um, but the main sequel is just so incoherent. It's, it's, it's words are hard, apparently. Um, it doesn't... As a, independently, the movies stand fine on their own. But like when you put it together as a trilogy, they just don't work very well together. They, they contradict they each other. And it, like... They don't match like the others. All right, gentlemen. We got five minutes left, so we're going to have to get this wrapped up. This has been a very good episode, though. I'm digging this. Hold on. Before we cut it off, Justin, I got to say something. Looking good. We got some listeners because of you. All right. Thank you. Jackie at Walmart. Yeah, she goes. I know you got a podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, how'd you know that, Justin? And I'm like, oh, so yep, so your fan base going there, sir. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, yeah. word out. We are yeah. now uh, we are now officially being heard in New Zealand. We have nine different countries listening to us. There we go. That's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah, that is awesome. So, um, but Justin, Josh. Thank you guys very, very much. Josh, thank you for being on here. Dude. I really appreciate it. It was a pretty no, good episode. No problem. I had a lot of fun being on here talking Star Wars. Like I said, I love being able to gush about something that I spent my life looking up useless facts about. <laughs> he said, gush, that's hilarious. <laughs> How you doing? But you're, you're passionate about it. That's what's, you know, great. Right. So... Okay, and so what is this? Episode 2, Season 2. Right, Episode 2, so, Season 2. 
in the whole Brian. We keep losing track. We do. <laughs> We're just having fun. Listen. Like you should guys should listen to like some of our older episodes. You'll hear us like this is episode sixteen of Brian. Be like no, it's seventeen. Like ah oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, all right, I guess we're done then, guys. So, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Yep. Yep. All right, you're welcome. All right, thank you, Justin. Yep, no problem. All right. All right. Go ahead, Barry.